Boy, that line in that beautiful choral piece, the one who knows my heart, the one who loves me still. The Lord really led me to worship through those words. I am so thankful for our God who even knowing our heart knows us better than anyone will ever know her, know us. He loves us still. I am so thankful that we get to worship now through the reading of God's word and the preaching of it. Would you open your Bible? Take a Bible. Hopefully there's one there in your house. Grab one. If you need to get up right now and go to your room or wherever and get your Bible, open it up on your phone, your iPad, your laptop, wherever it is. But let's get a Bible and let's go to Proverbs. Go to Proverbs. You remember right in the middle of the Bible, you pretty much, we always were taught as kids, you open your Bible to the middle, it's probably going to be in the Psalms, all right? So the very next book after Psalms is Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs. Today, Mother's Day, we start our family series, and it's called This is How We Family. And we're going to be studying the book of Proverbs and talking about how do we family? What are the guidelines? What does the scripture teach us about doing family? And so this morning, the title of the sermon is Doing Family on purpose. Doing family on purpose. Proverbs chapter 1. Now, before we go to the Proverbs, I want us to keep in mind that sometimes we we wonder, well, what, what exactly is a proverb? Well, it may be that this last week or Oftentimes in conversation, you may use a proverb. Uh, This last Tuesday morning, we were in staff meeting, and as ministers, we were talking about all that's going to be involved in being able to have folks back on campus and talking about between services, we're going to have to uh, disinfect and, and do all those things. So just talking through the logistics of that, and I made the statement, many hands make light work, right? There's a proverb. A proverb is essentially a short statement, a timeless truth that, has, uh, that, that helps us to understand the reality of life. A timeless truth using a simple illustration to help us understand the reality of life. That, that's a proverb. Well, so I used one a while ago, many hands make light work. Well, we know, well, that's, that's not a proverb that's in the Bible. Well, that's right, because uh, over the course of time, there have probably been tens of thousands of proverbs that have been stated. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That would be another proverb. Well, let me read you some proverbs because... I want you to see how there are proverbs that impact our lives in many ways. A lot of times there are even funny proverbs that we've, hold, we've, we've heard over the years. But I really want us to then point us to the truth of proverbs and how they really do change our behavior and guide our life. Well, let me take you through. Now, these are not Proverbs that are in the Bible, but let me just take you through so we can get kind of going in our mind of these sayings called Proverbs. Here's one of them. Whoever said, out of sight, out of mind, never had a spider disappear in their bedroom. That's a great, a great proverb. Here's a proverb that, again, a modern proverb has to do with technology. If you ever get an email about pork, ham, salt, and preservatives, don't open it. It's spam. 
<laughs> All right, so that one has to do with technology. Uh, there are proverbs that have come from around the world. Here's an African proverb. If thine enemy wrong thee, buy each of his children a drum. It's a great, great idea. There's an African proverb. Uh, there's a Chinese proverb. Chinese proverb, you must cross the river before you tell the crocodile he has bad breath. It's a great proverb and a life lesson that is in that. I want to give a proverb. This is Mother's Day, and so moms, here's a proverb that in raising your children will come in really handy. If others are allowed to, that does not mean you are. Moms, you can use that one. Often. Uh, Men, I don't want to leave the men out. Here's a proverb that would be especially for men. When a woman says, what? It's not because she didn't hear you. She's giving you a chance to change what you said. That is a great proverb. Uh, We're in the midst of this whole pandemic. And so here's even a proverb that would pertain to that. You never realize what you have Till it's gone. Toilet paper is a good example. That is a wonderful proverb. And so, as I mentioned, proverbs also change our behavior. They really do guide our life. And so, here's one that, that really stood out to me You come from dust and you will return to dust. That's why I don't dust. It could be someone I know. That will guide your behavior right there. Uh, here's another one. Now, I'm going I'm to end with giving you two that actually come out of Proverbs. These are Bible Proverbs. The reason I don't jog is because Proverbs 28.1 says, the wicked run when no one is chasing them. That's why I don't run. And then finally, I've always held to this one. This one comes out of Proverbs 27.14. An actual biblical proverb, a loud and cheerful greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. That's exactly right. We always want to be a little bit quieter in the morning. All right, so these are all proverbs. But again, just because there are tens of thousands of proverbs doesn't mean that the ones that are in the Bible are of less value. As a matter of fact, the ones in the Scripture. As we oftentimes talk about, this is truth. There are 513 Proverbs. Now, in this family series, we will not get to study every single one of them. But I really want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Over this next month, there are lots of folks who have said over the years that there are 31 chapters in Proverbs, one for the longest month of the year. Proverbs has 31 chapters. Let me encourage you, read the scripture, read the Proverbs. And so again, as a challenge to your family during this family series, we will be doing this at least through Father's Day. And at this rate, the way the Lord has just been leading me through this book, uh, we may go past Father's Day. It may be kind of a summer family series. But let me encourage you over this period of time, Let me encourage you to read the Proverbs. Here we go. Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 9 this morning. 
And, uh, and even in the midst of one through nine, next week we're going to come back and look at verse seven and really hone in on it. But this morning, again, doing family on purpose. Proverbs chapter one, let's start reading in verse one. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, bless your holy name. Lord, again, what we need today is wisdom. And Father, not just today, but Lord, especially seems that this time in our world right now, we truly need wisdom from God. And so, Lord, I'm so thankful that today I'm not going to be giving my opinion on life subjects. But, as, but instead, Lord, we are going to be looking to perfect truth, truth without any mixture of error. We're going to be looking into the treasure of the Word of God. And Lord, I pray that as you have taught me this week, Lord, that you would speak through me, Lord, that we would hear from you and not from me. Father, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. And Lord, the things that are distracting in me, I pray that you would remove them, that people will hear from you. Lord, I pray for your anointing. I pray for lives to be changed. I pray for someone today to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so, Lord, may someone today begin a journey of following you. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. May you receive the glory, the honor, and the praise. And it's in the holy and precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I've already challenged you to read the Proverbs. We just got through reading the first nine verses of the first chapter of Proverbs. And here's what I want to lead you through. I want to take you through kind of some foundational truths that we can glean from the entire book of Proverbs. So here's kind of an overview, but again, foundational truths. As you read through the Proverbs, here are four things I really want you to hang on to. Here's number one. The very first foundational truth. And friends, before I, before I give you that truth, I want you to remember again that the scripture opens with the words of Solomon. But just like every other book of the Bible, this is given to us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And friends, as we, as we read these words, I want you to understand God spoke, through, spoke them through King Solomon. King Solomon could have asked for anything God gave him the, the, the privilege, Solomon asked for anything that you want. And what Solomon asked for 
was, Lord, give me wisdom. And so, friends, as you hear these foundational truths, I pray that you will remember God is speaking this word. Our families need this. Our marriages need this. The relationships that we have in life, these are God's words being spoken to us. And so, friends, this morning, please heed the word of God. We hear scripture say, don't just be a hearer of the word of God, but be a doer of the word of God. And that's what we're going to find this morning in scripture. Here we go. Point number one. God wants you to flourish, to succeed, and to find life. As we read through Proverbs, it is unmistakable that in the breadth of it, an understanding that you come to is God wants you to flourish, to succeed, and to find life. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take you, I want to show you that in Scripture. If we were to look at Proverbs chapter 8, I want you to listen to what verse 35 says. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. I want you to listen to chapter 10, verse 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Verse 17, whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life. Verse 27, the fear of the Lord prolongs life. And then Proverbs 21, 21 says, whoever pursues righteousness and honor finds life, righteousness, and kindness. Friends, listen, it is evident as you read the Proverbs that God wants you to flourish. God wants you to find life over and over again in this beautiful book. God is saying to you, here's where life is. Do this. Friends, I want you to know Proverbs is simply a reflection of the God of creation. We've known this about our God ever since he made us. As a matter of fact, you go to Genesis chapter 1, right after verse 27, God has created the man and the woman. He has made them in his image. And the very first thing God does, the scripture says, and he blessed them. God wants you to flourish, to succeed. He wants you to find life. The Bible says that God then commanded them, be fruitful and multiply. God wants us to. To flourish. And the reason that I'm taking such great pains to emphasize that is because that's not what you hear from the world. It's not what you hear from Satan. Satan wants us to believe, oh, no, 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 no. Don't give your life to God. God is going to take so many things away from you. God will diminish your life. You're wanting to enjoy life. Well, if you want to enjoy life, well, then whatever you do, don't follow God because he'll just take life away from you. And friends, that is a lie straight from the pit of hell. God loves you. He wants you to flourish. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to find life. As a matter of fact, when we continue then in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, we find that God says to Adam, Adam, look around you. 
Look at this perfect place where I've placed you. Adam, enjoy it. Experience life. Now, Adam, I'm going to command you, stay away from this one thing. But folks, here's what the world does. The world then reverses it. The world says, don't follow God and you'll get to have everything that you want. But if you follow God, he's going to limit you to this one tiny little thing that you can do. You see, they reverse it. Instead, God gave Adam and said, Adam, enjoy this, but stay away from that. And so we can't read Proverbs without understanding God wants us to flourish, to succeed, and God wants us to find life. Here's the second thing I want us to understand. God cares about every aspect of your life. That is the second foundational truth. As you read through Proverbs, you're going to figure out God does want me to flourish. He wants me to find life. And he cares about every aspect of life. Friend, he cares about every detail of your life. And so anytime Satan ever says to you, oh, go ahead and do that, God won't care about that. God does care about it. He cares about every detail. As you read through the Proverbs, you're going to find that there are Proverbs that pertain to marriage and family. There are Proverbs that pertain to raising kids. There are Proverbs that deal with laziness and work. There's, there's Proverbs that deal with handling money, poverty, and wealth. There are Proverbs that deal with bosses and workers. There are Proverbs that deal with love and lust, anger and love and happiness there are Proverbs that deal with the tongue, Proverbs that deal with humility. Every single aspect of life is covered in the Proverbs because God cares about every aspect of your life. Here's the third thing that will be so evident to you as you read through the Proverbs. There is order and there is purpose to your life. There is order and there is purpose to your life. Now, let me show you where we get that because, again, we're going to be looking at the scripture here in Proverbs through all these weeks. Okay, look again at verse 2 of the very opening chapter. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. In just verses 2 through 4, here's what I want us to understand. Now, remember the point I'm trying to make here, there is order and purpose. Well, friends, you can't read the Proverbs without understanding that wisdom, instruction, insight, prudence, knowledge, discretion, learning, guidance, every single one of those has an order to them. Any teacher, any time, whether you are a vocational teacher or you've just taught someone how to change the spark plugs in their car, you know that there is an order to teaching. You have to do this first, then this, then this. Because not only is there an order to teaching, in the broader sense, it helps us to understand there is an order and a purpose to life. I, I'm always amazed the other night, do you remember here 
in, in, in Oklahoma, but I mean, it, it happened all over the United States. There was a meteor shower that was announced that it was announced beforehand. If you remember that, we had several days notice, hey, on this particular night, there's going to be a meteor shower. And it always amazes me that cosmologists, astrophysicists, can understand that they can know, know beforehand when a meteor shower is going to happen and then yet try to say that there is no God behind that order. There is order. There is purpose. And so for just a few minutes, let's hone in on that purpose. And because if you remember, this morning's sermon title is Doing Family on Purpose. And so first of all, let's start with the purpose of the book of Proverbs. Why do we have this whole collection of sayings? Why do we have that? Well, it's right there in verse 2, the first three words. To know wisdom. As a matter of fact, really, the purpose of the book is verses 2 through 4. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction. Verses 2 through 4 are the full purpose statement of the book. But if you sum it up, it's in those first three words. To know wisdom. That is the purpose of this book. Okay, well, please remember, every single book in the Bible points us to the person of Jesus Christ. And so listen to this, because if you're thinking, okay, so I just want my kids to be wise, that, that kind of mean I just want them to have common sense, that as adults, we, we need to have wisdom, you know, be able to be wise in our dealings. Okay, let's understand in the full context of Scripture, what does wisdom mean? James 3, verse 17, listen to this. The wisdom from above is first of all pure, then peaceable. It is gentle. It is open to reason. It's full of mercy and good fruits. It's impartial and sincere. Okay, so that starts helping us understand what type of wisdom are we talking about? We're talking about the wisdom that is pure, then peaceable. That's the type of wisdom that we're talking about. Okay, well, let's hone it down then even more. What does the scripture then say is this wisdom that is from above? Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 22 through 24. For Jews demand signs, and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. So when, when in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2, it says, here's the purpose to know wisdom. It is essentially calling us to know Jesus Christ because he is the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is pure. He is peaceable. He is gentle. All of those things, that is our Savior and then I also want you to listen to 1 Corinthians, that same chapter, 1 Corinthians 1. Listen to 30 and 31. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom 
from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Did you see that? It says wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. If you look at verse 3 of Proverbs chapter 1, to receive instruction, wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity. Friends, the purpose of the book is to know wisdom, which means to know Jesus Christ. Which leads me then to the purpose of the family. Friends, why did God tell Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply? Well, it's because he had made Adam and Eve in his own image. And so now he tells those two to be fruitful and multiply, which means to bring other image bearers into the world. Adam and Eve bring children into the world who are going to reflect the image of God. That is the purpose of the family. Why do we have family? So that we can raise up children who will bear the image of God, who will reflect Jesus Christ, who is the perfect image of God. That's why we have family. But folks, I want you to know it doesn't just stop there. It even helps us to understand the purpose as parents. And so you remember we read verses 8 and 9. And so listen to this. Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Father's instruction, mother's teaching. There's the purpose of parents. And parents, please hear this. Don't, don't miss what I'm about to say. One of the most important roles, one of the most important roles in your children's life is to teach, to guide, to instruct. Are we supposed to nurture our children? Absolutely. Do we care for our children? Yes. Feed them, clothe them, bind up their wounds. We do all of those things. But parents, please don't ever forget that one of your most important roles is to teach, instruct, and guide them towards Jesus Christ. I want you to see something there in Proverbs 1. I loved it. You remember verses 2 through 4? We said that's the purpose statement. There are four verbs there. To know, to receive, or to know, to understand, to receive, to give. Verse 2, to know wisdom, to understand. Verse 3, to receive. Verse 4, to give. We want our children to know the Lord as their Savior. We want them to understand how much God loves them. We want them to receive forgiveness, grace, mercy, and eternal life. And finally, we want them to give their hearts to the Lord. And so, folks, that's the purpose of parents. And so, finally, then, what's the purpose of children? Well, kids, don't miss this. In verse 8 and 9, it says, hear your father's instruction. Forsake not or don't forget or always remember your mother's teaching. Hear and remember. And kids, boy, please hear this. I want you to know something. 
in order to hear, to listen, to remember, takes humility. Kids, what it means is that we say in our hearts, God, I don't know everything. And I need to listen. And I want you to know, even King Solomon, who's second only to Jesus Christ, was the wisest person who ever lived. Even King Solomon listened to others. Not all of these Proverbs, there's 513 of them. Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 1 says that Solomon wrote 3,000 Proverbs. But even Solomon used other kings. He collected other wise sayings from other kings that are put right here in this book. Even Solomon listened to others. And so children, listen. Listen, hear what your father is saying. Always remember what your mother is teaching. And I love how it says, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Mom and dad, you know what that means? It means your child will be beautiful when they adorn themselves with what you have taught them. The things of Christ, the beauty in our children is them living out, hearing, and remembering the instruction that God gave them through their parents. We always want our kids to look cute, and whenever they they go out, we always want them dressed up and looking really nice. But this says that if they hear their father's instruction, if they remember what their mother taught them, that is what will make them beautiful. It is a garland of grace around their head and pendants around their neck. That's the adornments of life that we want them to have. And then here's the fourth and final foundational truth. You can't read Proverbs without fully understanding there are two ways that life can go. There are two ways life can go. As a matter of fact, if you read verses 1 through 9 of chapter 1, it is clear it's to know wisdom, to get instruction, to gain knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But once you start in verse 10, even in chapter 1, it already shows you, but here's the other way it can go. If you live life having the fear of the Lord, here's how it's going to go. But there's a second path. If you don't, here's how your life will get messed up. Friends, you can't read Proverbs without understanding there are two ways life can go. I want to close with this. Many of you know that on occasion I have quoted Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins, one of the most brilliant minds that has ever been. And I'm not saying that lightly. An astrophysicist, a cosmologist, theoretical physicist, incredible genius mind. But friends, again, Proverbs, it's not just talking about knowledge. It's talking about wisdom. And here's what Stephen Hawking said. He said, I regard the brain as a computer I regard the brain as a computer which will stop working when its components fail. There is no heaven or afterlife for broken down computers. 
That is a fairy story for people who are afraid of the dark. And friends, every time I read that, it breaks my heart. Friends, there are, there always have been and there are now two ways life can go. We're not a brain that just breaks down and that's it. There's no place in heaven for computers. It's not who we are. You are a soul. And God desires for your soul to flourish. He wants your soul to find life. He cares about every single aspect of your life. And there is an order to this universe. There's an order to your life. There is a purpose for your life. And there are two ways it's going to go. Please, this day, follow Jesus Christ with all your heart. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That's the only way. And today, you can know him. Would you pray with me? Please, this day, would you pray, our Heavenly Father. Lord, I remember that day when I was 12 years old. And on that day, Lord, the Holy Spirit convicted me of my sin. I knew I was lost. And Lord, I prayed, Father, I know that I have sinned against you. And I understand I deserve to die. I believe that Jesus died for me and rose again. So Lord, I repent. I turn from my old life. I give my life to you. Lord, come into my heart and save me and forgive me of all my sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, friend. I want you to know right now, the scripture says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Trust him. Trust him. Spend eternity in heaven. You can know eternal life right now. That is the wisdom of God to know Jesus Christ.